0: Welcome to the Assembly of Yahweh Sermon Podcast. We're so glad you're here. For more information, you can visit hallelujah.org or download the AOI app on Apple or Google Play. We need hope. Would anybody disagree with that? Hope. Lamentations chapter 3, if you found it. Verse 21. says, This I recall to my mind, therefore I have hope. It's through Yahweh's mercies that we are not consumed. And it's because of his because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Heavenly Father, today we thank you for this Sabbath day. We thank you for this time that we have to open your word, and we thank you for your word. And I pray and I offer each one that's here today, and I pray. Uh, Father, that we might open our, our ears and open our hearts to the truth of your word. Just bless this time, we pray, in Yeshua's name, hallelujah. Uh, a sermon I've entitled this morning, Confident in Hope, Confident in Hope. The uh, book of Lamentations is written by the prophet Jeremiah, who had been prophesying his whole adult life about the need of repentance and turning back to Yahweh and the people as we find through scripture by and large ignored his message and now this thing that he had been preaching about has finally come to pass. The year is 586 B.C. and the Babylonians have besieged Jerusalem and ransacked the country and murdered and killed people and carried people off into captivity and Jeremiah stands and watches as his city burns. And he sees all of these things going on and he's so mournful. And so this whole book, it is, by the way, very structured Hebrew poetry. And you can look at that. um, But he stands and he watches as all of this destruction happens and it breaks his heart. And right here in the middle of this, there's this great... Declaration, if you will, about Yahweh's love and his compassion, and that we can find hope in that. I told Brother Walker I was preaching from Lamentations, and he said, You know, boy, there's a whole lot of kind of bad stuff in there. And I said, Yeah, but there's a whole lot of good, and it's found here in a couple of verses. We can be confident in hope, and hope is what we need. But let me say to you before we talk about when you see this word hope, I recall this to mind, and I have hope, he says. That word that you find translated hope in your Bible is a very unfortunate translation because it really doesn't give the idea of what that word means and meant in the original language. And In English, if you say hope, I hope that this sermon is well received, I say. But there's a little bit of, uh, there's no real assurance in that because somebody may be offended, somebody may not like it, somebody may come up to to me when this is over and say, boy, you really stunk that one up. But I hope you receive it well. I hope the weather holds out this afternoon. I hope we have good weather for a feast that's coming up. I hope but there's some uncertainty in all of those things. When we see this word hope in Scripture, it's not a word that talks about uncertainty. This word means expectation. It means more than that even. It means a confident expectation. What we need is we need confidence today. We need confidence and there's confidence in hope. And so what can I teach you this morning? I'll, I don't know, but I'll try. Here's what I'm gonna tell you. If we're gonna have confidence, we're gonna be confident in hope today. The very first thing that we have to do is we, we have to stop focusing on our problems. We have to stop focusing on our problems. again. This book, if you read through it, you'll find that that much of it, it, most of it anyway, talks about all the things that are going on in the city around Jeremiah there. You back up just a few verses, uh, uh, you'll see. Look at verse 16. He says, He's broken my teeth with gravel and covered me with ashes, and you've moved my soul far from peace. I've forgotten prosperity. And I said, my strength and my hope have perished from Yahweh. Remember my affliction and roaming in the wormwood and the garden. He says, all of these bad things that have happened to me, i tell you, if we're going to have hope today, we have to stop focusing on our problems and on the bad things that seem to be happening in the world around us. There's a tendency for us sometimes to have that glass half empty mode and, and um, it's easy to look for and to find all of the negative things in our life. I, I've found in my own life, this to be true, that it's easier to find what's not going right in my life sometimes than it is to find what is going right. Does that make, can anybody relate to that? And that's dangerous because here's what happens when we focus on our problems and all we can see is the negative in any situation woe is me it's doom and gloom and you know i can't believe it all of this stuff is happening to me and our confidence dwindles and our hopelessness increases in that and of course we see plenty of times in scripture where that's true i thought about Joshua and Caleb and the Israelite spies when they were sent across the river to spy out the land. There were some great things that they saw. But the thing that they focused on, instead of all of those great things, what they focused on was all the negative things. Do you remember that? And and I shared uh, this morning, we were talking before the Bible study, It it while we don't need to necessarily uh, focus on our problems, we do need to realize and understand that sometimes even in helpless times and hard times and difficult times, those are the times in our lives sometimes when our character is built the most. Uh, Romans chapter 5, keep your place in lamentations, keep your place there all morning. So turn with me to Romans chapter five. I'll read just a few verses to you, and there's there's many instances of this truth, this character building time in our life during times of trial and issue. And Romans chapter five, verse one, therefore having been justified by faith, we have peace with Yahweh through our Master, Yeshua Messiah through whom we also have access by faith into this grace in which we stand and we rejoice in hope. There's that word again. We rejoice in hope of the glory of Yahweh and knowing knowing all of that, he says, not only that, but we also glory, he says, in tribulation, knowing that tribulation produces perseverance and perseverance character and character hope. Here that word is again. So it is sometimes during hard times and difficult times that Yahweh is working in our life to build something in our life and our character is built in those times. But it is easy to forget that and it's easy to focus instead on the things that are not going right. I thought of Peter when Yeshua fed the 5,000. The only thing he could think of is how in the world are we going to find food for all of these people? See, focused on the negative. Remember, there was a young boy there with a little lunchbox, and that was really all they needed. But Peter couldn't. And by the way, the miracle in that was, was not in money. That wasn't an issue. I've heard people preach on that, and they say they didn't have enough money to buy food. That wasn't the issue. The miracle was not in money. The miracle was in the food. There wasn't enough food within 50 miles there to feed 5,000-plus people. See, that was the miracle of that, but Peter couldn't see it. He focused on, on problems and on the things that were going on. James said, We're to count it all joy, my brethren, when you fall into various trials and temptations, knowing, he said, that the trying of your faith builds patience is how my Bible translates that word. It means endurance. The trying of your faith builds patience builds endurance. You see, hope, confidence and hope really begins in our mind. And, and we have to stop focusing on all of those things that are going on around us. Some people fall into one or two categories, and I know I certainly do sometimes, you know, when there are difficult things are going on in their, in their life and what they really need is hope. Some people focus on work or worry you ever know anybody like that? Well, if I just work hard enough, you know, I can come through this, or I worry hard enough. And both of those things focus inward. And we have to stop looking inward if we're going to have confidence and hope. Stop looking at the problems. And I would tell you to start looking at Yahweh, to start looking at Yahweh. Having... You know, whine and cry about what's going on there in his life, Jeremiah says, and, and it's almost in parentheses there. He says, and, and this I recall to mind, and therefore I have hope. It's through always mercies that we are not consumed, because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. He says, when we stop looking at what's going on in the world around us and we, stop, and we start looking at Him, hope, not a wish, but a confident expectation in our Heavenly Father. And that's what Jeremiah is trying to remind his audience then and trying to remind us today. That when we focus on Yahweh, it, it, the result of, the, of that is that we have confidence in Him, confidence in Him. Focus on Him and on His promise, on His provision, all of those things that He tells. And we, we talked about this some in our Bible study this morning. All of those things are in Yahweh's character. and We need to quit looking at what's going on and start looking at Him. Confidence, this hope is a character trait in Yahweh and He's trying to build something in us. I think what Yahweh's trying to Build in us as a dependence on Him. It's a dependence on Him, hope, confident expectation—that kind of hope. Okay? When we focus our confidence in a material. Okay? And here was the problem, by the way, in those Hebrew spies who went across the river. Yahweh had already told them that He was going to give it to them, but they thought that the people and the giants and the cities and all of those things that were across the river. They thought that those things were too big and too great and too powerful for Yahweh. Amazing, isn't it? Those people, those same people saw the Red Sea parted, and yet they were worried about people in a land that Yahweh's promised them. They they ate manna. They got water out of a rock. They wore clothes that didn't wear out. Yahweh went before them and behind them with a physical presence that they could see. And, and, and now when the first little bump in the road comes up, they forget all about him and his power and how he had taken care of them. And the only thing that they could focus on was the walled cities and the, and the giants, they said, that were all in that land. There's a tendency for us to do the very same thing sometimes in our life. Um, Sickness comes, problems come, things that we didn't expect and things that we can't avoid. We begin to focus on those things and we lose sight of exactly who our Heavenly Father is. My Bible says greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. That's one of the many things my Bible says. It says that we're more than conquerors. It says that with Yahweh, nothing is impossible. And we know that that's what it says, but sometimes we forget, don't we? In the midst of that trial and in the midst of that trouble, we forget all of those things. So many instances we find recorded in the Bible of Yahweh's great power I thought, since we're talking about the Israelites crossing over into the Promised Land, I thought of Joshua and the walls of Jericho, and I've shared that before. You know, that was there wasn't a warm-up game for them. Well, they went in the first city that they're to take over as the most powerful city there, and Yahweh's plan for that, by the way, seemed so ridiculous, didn't it? Didn't include any dynamite. You know, they didn't pull no walls down. They didn't send spies in, you know, to, to, to sabotage the walls. Yahweh told them, walk around the city and the walls will fall down. And that's what they did. And guess what? They did. They did. Joshua and Jericho, David and Goliath, little teenage boy in front of this nine foot tall giant. I thought of Daniel in the lion's den. I thought of those three Hebrew boys thrown into that furnace. So many instances in the Bible. I thought of Lazarus dead and stinking four days in the grave. And Yahweh raised him. I thought of the woman with the bleeding problem who couldn't get no help from anybody, no doctors could help her. I thought about the cripple at the pool that didn't have anybody even put him in it. I thought of the blind men that Yahshua healed. I thought of all of those people. I thought as we had read this morning, I thought of our Messiah dead in the grave. And in all of those things, the same thing comes to the surface, doesn't it? The same thing comes to the surface in all those and it is this, that. Yahweh, whom I serve, is so much bigger than any problem that's in my life. He is so much bigger than the situations that are going on. He's so much bigger than whatever health condition I have going on in my body. And I need to be reminded of those things. And it should give me hope. Not uncertainty. But it should give me a confident expectation in him. Does that make sense to anybody in here except for me? We need to focus on those things. Turn backwards just a few pages. Jeremiah 32. Jeremiah 32. Jeremiah 32 and 17 says, Oh, Yahweh, behold, you have made the heavens and the earth by your great power and by your outstretched arm. There is nothing too hard for you. Boy, that'd be a good one to memorize. You've made the earth and all that there is by your outstretched arm. And there's nothing too hard for you. It reminds me of the creation story, and I you, I may have said this before, but I'll say it again, unless they cut my mic off. This verse reminds me of the first 10 words of the Bible. And I've said and continue to say, will continue to my last breath to say, if we as believers could ever really come to grips with the first 10 words of the Bible, then there's nothing that we would think is impossible with Yahweh. If He did indeed make everything that there is with His spoken voice till He made us, us it says He made us out of dirt. But if we could wrap our minds around that, all that there is on this earth and in the universe made out of nothing, then we could really and truly believe it. There's nothing that's impossible with him. If he did that, then what is there in my life that he cannot do? I think of that and it gives me hope. Not uncertainty hope, but hope with a great expectation. Brother Aiden, we sang up here this morning, you turn graves into gardens. You turn bones into armies, you turn seas into highways. You're the only one who can. There is only one who could do that, you see. That's who we need to be focusing on, confidence in Him. To have hope and confidence in our Creator. Several things I want you to consider this morning. The first is this, we need to have confidence in Yahweh's love. Yahweh's love. Verse 22, look at that. It says, through Yahweh's mercies we are not consumed. Here's another very unfortunate translation of a word. Almost always when you see this word translated mercy, particularly in the Old Testament, in your Bible, it comes from a word that means chesed. Oh, oh, the word chesed. And it, it, it really doesn't mean mercy. It means love. And it means a particular kind of love. If you have a newer version of the Bible, your Bible may say faithful love. And that's what it means, faithful love. It's through Yahweh's faithful love, he says, that we're not consumed. So to have confidence in Yahweh, you need to have confidence in his love. And there's so many Bible, so many verses in the Bible about Yahweh's love. Yahweh's love is inclusive. Can I tell you that this morning? My Bible says, for Yahweh so loved the world, the whole world, not all of it, I mean not part of it, but all of it. His love is all inclusive. By the way, and I'm going to give you this for free, if that's true and it is, then ours should be as well. Ours should be as well. Yahweh loves us in spite of ourselves. Consider that and have hope in His love. because. The Word says that Yahweh's love is demonstrated in this, and while we were yet sinners, Messiah died for us. Despite of ourselves, Yahweh loved us. And this is love, not that we loved Him, but that He loved us and sent His Son to be a propitiation for our sins. His love is for our benefit. This is what that word has said. means it loves someone uh, for their benefit, and Yahweh's love is certainly for our Benefit. Behold what manner of love a father has bestowed on us that we should be called the children of Elohim for our benefit. And Yahweh's love is never ending. Psalm 138 says, Your love, O Yahweh, endures forever, and I'm glad that it does. You know, some people kind of fall uh, in and out of love. Uh, I'm glad that Yahweh doesn't fall in and out of love. Aren't you? You know, Yahweh loves you even if you don't love yourself. That's what I believe. And so we can have confidence and a confident hope in all of those things in Yahweh's love. Also, we can have a confident hope in Yahweh's grace. In Yahweh's grace. It's by, it's because his of His Love that verse 22 says that we're not consumed. That we're not consumed. Brother Keith told us last week, and I'll tell you again in case you missed it. He said this He said, Yahweh owes us nothing. Can I tell you this morning? Yahweh owes you nothing. It's by His love that we're not consumed. Some people do say, well, why do bad things happen, you know, to good people? And I'm telling you, that's the wrong question. Because to say that or to consider that, even to think that is for you to think that Yahweh exists for you. And can I tell you, He doesn't. He does not exist for you. He's not some genie in a bottle that you can rub when you're having a hard time and he pops out and gives you a wish. The question to ask instead is this, why has he today decided to give me grace? Why am I even standing here this morning? It's because of Yahweh's grace. He gave me grace when he woke me up today. He showed me grace because my heart's working and my lungs are working and my legs are mostly working. You know, that's the question to ask. We can have confidence in His grace (coughs) through His mercies that we're not consumed. Psalms 103, love this, one of my favorites. Beginning in verse 8, Yahweh is merciful and gracious and slow to anger and bounding in mercy. He will not strive with us forever nor keep His anger forever. And He's not dealt with us according to our sins nor punished us according to our iniquities. I'm glad. There's a definition of grace. For the heavens are high above the earth, so great is His mercy. Towards those that fear him, and as far as the east is from the west, so far as he removed our transgressions from us. I have confidence in Yahweh's grace. And I don't understand a lot of things in this Bible, but I do understand <coughs> grace because I've been a recipient of it. Been a recipient of it. Have confidence in his grace. Have confidence also in his mercy. Back there to Lamentations. It's through His mercy, His love that we're not consumed, grace, because His compassions fail not. Now here's a good word that you could translate mercy, compassion, because His compassions fail not. Yahweh loves us, therefore He shows us mercy. Just like children, you know, we love our children when they do something wrong, you know, we don't want to be too hard on them. What we want is we want to show them mercy. Mercy is not giving them what they deserve. Most of the time, probably what they deserve, you know, is, you know, is a good swat on the behind or time out or whatever you do. But what, that's not what we want to do. What we want to do instead is we want to give them mercy because we love them and I have have confidence and great hope this morning in Yahweh's mercy. Turn to Psalm 51, Psalm 51. David took a man's wife and committed adultery, and as if that wasn't bad enough, He tried to cover it up and if that wasn't bad enough, he basically had the man murdered to try to hide the fact. And I thought if anybody in the Bible deserved justice to be metered out to them, it was David. I thought for that. You know, that really strikes to the heart of me, the things that he did. Psalm 51 is this Psalm of repentance that he penned. And I'll just read a couple of, and we're we're considering confidence in Yahweh's mercy. Just a couple verses I'll read about it. Have mercy upon me, O Elohim, according to your loving kindness, (coughs) according to the multitude. (coughs) He said of your tender mercies. I like that. According to the multitude of your tender mercies mercies, bought out my transgressions and washed me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleansed me from my sin and on and on and on he goes <coughs> David was confident in Yahweh's mercy, even in that situation, he knew this, he knew that his response to all of that, first of all you know, Yahweh says it his word says that David was a man after his own heart And if we look and we read the scriptures, we'll see he was a man that messed up a lot, didn't he? He didn't always do smart things, but this is what he did that was always smart. He repented of that sin before Yahweh. He repented and through that, he received from Yahweh then mercy, not giving us what we deserve. I don't know about you, but I don't don't want what I deserve. Does that make sense? I don't want what I deserve. I want mercy instead. The wages of sin is what? Death. That is what we deserve. Mercy is this. Mercy is instead offering us a gift of eternal life. That's what I want. I want the gift. I want Yahweh's mercy. The difference between what we deserve and what we get is a gift. And it's not only uh, mercy, it's abundant mercy that he gives. Because his his compassions fail not, they are new every morning, he says. I woke up this morning and I needed Yahweh's grace and mercy in my life. I'm going to wake up tomorrow and I need Yahweh's grace and mercy in my life. I'm gonna wake up on Monday and I need that in my life. And can I tell you that it's there because that's what his word promises that it will be. It's new every morning. I think of that and I thought of this as well and I'll give you this thought for free. Um, I'm glad that I'm not, I'm not defined by my past. Aren't you glad that you're not? I'm not defined by my past because you certainly wouldn't have me up here speaking. And you don't have to be defined by your past either because here's what I can tell you. You liable to mess up today. There's a very good chance if not today, then tomorrow or the next day you're going to do something that you shouldn't do. (coughs) Can I tell you today that Yahweh's... Mercy is new every morning. And you don't have to carry the guilt of whatever that is that you did yesterday with you today because you can repent of that and you can leave it with him and you can move on. I'm not defined by my past or what I used to do. I'm not even defined today by what I did yesterday because you always, mercy and grace is new in my life today. I hope that makes sense. I have confidence in his mercy. I have confidence in his grace. We can have confidence in his faithfulness. In his faithfulness. These compassions, these mercies then are new every morning. And and then here's this great declaration that Jeremiah just throws out here. Great is your faithfulness. I read that and I think in my mind that that thought was kind of building up in him. It was one of those things that he probably just wanted to stand up and shout. You know, in my mind, that's how I hear that. He couldn't contain it anymore. He began thinking about Yahweh's grace and mercy and love and all of those things In his life, and this swells up within him, and he begins to think about Yahweh's faithfulness. And I'm telling you, we can have confidence and hope today in Yahweh's faithfulness because his faithfulness is great. Great is your faithfulness, he says. Listen, faithfulness is in Yahweh's character. He can't help but to be faithful because that's who he is. And the things that He says are indeed going to come to pass. You can know that for sure. He's faithful. I know for certain Yahweh's faithful in my life today because He was faithful in my life this week. And He was faithful in my life this month and last year. You see, great is His faithfulness to me if you don't hear anything else today, you need to hear this. You can count on Him not to let you down. And while things may not always exactly go the way that you think they should, that still doesn't imply that Yahweh's not faithful because He certainly is. Psalm 46.1 says, Yahweh is our refuge and strength and a very present help in times of trouble. I love that verse, that part, very present help. It literally means He's always been found to be. Yahweh is our refuge and strength, and He's always been found to be. Those times in your life when you think you can't go on, you can, because Yahweh's faithfulness. In our study in Hosea, it says that His Faithfulness or his going forth is what it says, but it means his faithfulness is as established as the morning. It's established as the morning. It means he's as sure in our life as the sun is to come up every day. And it came up today, didn't it? I mean I know it did. I'm looking outside. I was wondering about six o'clock this morning, the middle of that storm if the sun was gonna come up or not, but it did. You're always that faithful. It came up today. It is going to come up tomorrow. It is going to come up the next way. We can have confidence in His faithfulness. A few verses I'll read to you. Deuteronomy 7 and 9. Therefore know Yahweh your Elohim, He is Elohim, the faithful Elohim who keeps covenant and mercy for a thousand generations with those who love Him and keep His commandments. He's faithful. Deuteronomy 31, 6. Have confidence in His faithfulness. Be strong and of good courage and do not fear nor be afraid. For Yahweh your Elohim, He is the one who goes with you, and He will not leave you nor forsake you. He's faithful. Psalm 91. Psalm 91 and 4. Oh, I love this one. It says, he shall cover you with his feathers and under his wings you shall take refuge and his truth shall be your shield and buckler. You shall not be afraid of the terror by night nor of the arrow that flies by day nor the pestilence that walks in darkness. All of those things. Why? Because he's faithful to us. Hebrews 10 and 23. Hebrews 10 and 23. Turn there briefly. Keep your place in... Lamentations. Don't get rid of that. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope. Here's that word hope again. Without wavering. Why? For he who promised is faithful. Those are just one of the certainly hundreds, if not thousands of references to the faithfulness of Yahweh that you'll find throughout your Bible. The Bible's full of it. It's full of reminders of his faithfulness. But I wanna tell you this morning, I don't need any of those. I don't need any of those verses that I read nor any of the hundreds of verses that describe Yahweh's faithfulness in my life. I don't need any of those as a reminder of just how faithful he is. And I'll tell you why I don't need any of those. I don't need those because What I have instead is the testimony of my own life. I know how I've lived, and I know what I've done, and I've seen so many instances in my life where no one could possibly have done what was done in my life except for Yahweh needs so big, problems so huge, and time and time again, he's come through. Time and time again, he's provided. He's never let me down. I've never missed a meal or not very many of them. He's been faithful to me in my life, and so... If I need to share with you about Yahweh's faithfulness, I don't need to look up a dozen scripture verses to do that. I can tell you what He has done in my life. He's been faithful to me and He's never let me down. Even when I was in the middle of some mess that I thought I shouldn't be in, He was always faithful and He never let me down. I have the personal testimony of Yahweh's work in my life By the way, I'm not alone, you have the same thing. You look back over your life on times where you again say, boy, I don't know, I just can't go on, you ever been there? You know, I I don't know, I I just can't go on. Well, here you are today, you did go on and you did because Yahweh was faithful to you in that time. He was a very present help in your time of trouble and if he was then, he's gonna be the next time. I have confidence and hope in his faithfulness. I have confidence and hope in Yahweh's, not only in his faithfulness, but in his provision. In his provision. These two often go hand in hand. Yahweh's faithful, and Yahweh's always faithful to provide. Anybody believe that? Say Hallelujah. He's faithful, and He's always faithful to provide. Look at this verse 24. I didn't read this as far as our Scripture reading, but you need to see it. It says, Yahweh is my portion, says my soul, and therefore I hope in Him. Yahweh is my portion. It's the same word that Yahweh said to Aaron when they were splitting up the kingdom and they were giving all different tribes of Different parts of the kingdom, but to Aaron, but to Aaron and the priests, Yahweh said, You shall have no inheritance in the land. I'm not giving you anything, he said. Well, <clears throat> that seemed like a slap in the face almost, doesn't it? But it didn't end it didn't stop there because this is what he said. Instead of giving them land, Yahweh said to them, I shall be your portion. I shall be your portion. You shall have no inheritance of the land, but I shall be your portion. In other words, what he was saying to them, he he said, I'm going to personally provide all that you need. You're not going to have to worry about anything. He said, I'm going to take care of it. All that you need. He's always faithful, and he's faithful to provide. Turn to Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter six. You've heard this a thousand times, but Yeshua teaches in there, in verse twenty five. Therefore, I say to you, don't worry about your life, or about what you'll eat, or your drink, or about your body, or what you'll put on. Is life is not life more than food, and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. For they neither sow nor weep nor gather into barns, and let your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? Consider the birds. These birds, we have these crazy birds build these mud nests on our house, and they're gone now. I don't know where they go. I imagine Mexico, South America, they go somewhere, but this is what I know. I know Yahweh provides for them all the way there. And they go wherever they go, and they build mud nests on some Mexican man's house in Mexico. And and at some point in time, they leave, and I bet he wonders where they go. This is where they go. They come to my house, and they build mud nests on my porch. (laughs) And in all of those travels, in all of those thousands of miles that those birds fly, they don't stop at Dairy Queen even one time. No chicken E. They can't go to All Allsup's even and get a bean burrito. But this is what happens. All through that journey, Yahweh provides for them. Just at the right time, when they need water, they find water. When they need food, they find food. When they need cover, they find cover because Yahweh provides for them. And I say that to say this, and this is exactly what Yeshua said. If He would care for those birds, then how much more would He care for us? And if He'll provide for those birds, then how much more will He provide for us? Have confidence and hope in His provision. He's all I need. As He said to Aaron, He's all I need. Have confidence in His provision. Have confidence and hope also in His timing. In His timing. Verse 25 there in Lamentations, Yahweh is good to those who wait for Him and to the soul that seeks Him. And it's good that one should hope. There's that word again. It's good that one should hope and wait quietly for the salvation of Yahweh. Wait and hope. We need to have confidence in Yahweh's time, and sometimes we just want to go, you know, bullheaded straight through whatever. And, and it's not the right time. Sometimes we need to wait. I thought of Yahshua's disciples after feeding the 5,000. He sent them out on his ship, and they find themselves now out in the middle of the sea being buffeted by this huge storm, and they were afraid for their life. And guess what? Yeshua wasn't with them. I bet they were saying, well, I wish you was here. I bet they were saying, I wish you would stop this storm. And for hours it goes on way up into the night and finally at three o'clock in the morning, Yahshua comes walking on the water. Three o'clock in the morning. I like that the Bible includes that fact because it should teach us something And and this is what it should teach us. Sometimes we have to wait and hope. That's faith. We have to trust in his timing, not in ours. And he's been trying to teach me that certainly for the last three months because my timing and obviously his timing are kind of, you know, not on the same track. And, and, and sometimes I want to be like Martha and Mary, and I'm just being transparent and honest with you. There's been some times over the last few months where I want to just scream out at the top of my lungs and say, if you'd have just been here when I needed you, if you'd have just been here. But what I'm saying is, if you'd have just been here when I wanted you, you see, his timing is not mine. And it's not yours. And we have to have hope and confidence that his timing is best. Because it is. It is. Confidence and hope in Yahweh. Last point, point I'll hush. <clears throat> we have to have confidence and hope in Yahweh's sovereignty, in Yahweh's sovereignty. I spoke some weeks ago and I said this very thing. I said, (coughs) we have to respond to Yahweh with an open hand to accept the good, but not to close our hand necessarily to the bad. Yahweh's sovereign in our life. He was and He is and He will be tomorrow. And we need to understand that. Verse 37, who is wise who speaks and it comes to pass when Yahweh has not commanded it? Is it not from the mouth of the Most High that both woe and well-being proceed? Both woe and well-being. That's what Job told his wife, you remember? He said, should we expect to accept the blessings of Yahweh and not to expect the bad things? I'm telling you today, we have to have hope and confidence in Yahweh's sovereignty in our life because he is in control today. Jeremiah was given a vision. He said he was taken to the potter's house and he watched the master, he said, making a pot on a wheel. this potter sitting there. I'd love to do that. That looks so relaxing, by the way. And, and this potter is working on this clay. And uh, by the way, the only one who really knows what the finished vessel is supposed to look like is the potter, isn't it? He's the one that's in control of the shape. And he's the one that knows just where to apply the pressure and just how much pressure and all of those things that he does to turn this vessel into what he wants for it to be. My life is not my own. I don't get to choose anymore. And he knows what the shape is going to be. He knows I'm just the clay, and the clay doesn't decide how fast the wheel goes. I wish it did. The clay doesn't decide when to come off the wheel. I wish it did, because I've screamed out literally so many times, Stop! Let me off! but that's not my choice. It's not my right because only He knows what the ultimate shape is supposed to be. He's sovereign in my life and He's sovereign in yours. And that gives me today great confidence and great hope And I pray that it does to you as well. Yahweh bless you this morning.